What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Cohen. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having an outstanding start to your Thursday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all on the Battery Power Podcast Network, which you can find at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSBN on all forms of social media. Again, my name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And by golly, there is certainly a lot that would be considered the latest from Atlanta. What a crazy 72 hours it has been for the Atlanta Braves and their fan base. Obviously, going from the Matt Olson trade on Monday to Matt Olson being extended and signing Colin McHugh on Tuesday to where, in terms of the actual volume of moves, Wednesday actually was the most active day. Yesterday, the Braves signed outfielder Eddie Rosario to a two-year, $18 million deal, and they also came to agreements with outfielder Alex Dickerson, as well as right-hander Tyler Thornburg. We'll discuss those two moves specifically a little bit later on in this show. But of course, the biggest move of all was the one that the Braves did not make. And that, of course, was bringing back Freddie Freeman long-term to remain with the Braves. And I'll say this, them not bringing back former Braves first baseman, Freddie Freeman, and the emphasis there is former because it now is official. Last night, Freddie Freeman signed a six-year, $162 million deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And of course, there's much to talk about when it comes to who Freddie signed with when it came to the Dodgers, the level of contract that he signed with, so on and so forth. Obviously, in time, we'll certainly get in-depth when it comes to the details of Freddie Freeman being the newest Los Angeles Dodger. But a couple of different things I want to hit on briefly when it comes to Freddie Freeman signing his new deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers is this, is that, let's be honest, without a doubt, the Dodgers were the least ideal landing spot in terms of the Braves for Freddie Freeman to land. And the biggest reason why is because I think that it's fair to say over the next three to five years, the two National League teams that are going to have the best chance year in and year out to be World Series contenders are the Dodgers and the Braves. So it's not that much fun to see the one other team in your respective league that is clearly head and shoulders above the rest of the National League, in my opinion. It's not fun to see them get significantly better by signing a former franchise cornerstone of your own. But I will, what I will stop short of saying is this, is what others are saying, is that others have come once again and are saying, hey, for the first, this is the best lineup we've seen in 20 years. This is an historic lineup. This is an absolute dynamo lineup. Whatever adjective you want to describe, that's perfectly fine. But I will say, we've heard that same storyline 
each season over the past five or seven years just how talented and deep the Dodgers lineup was. And yet they had the same amount of World Series titles as the Braves do over that time frame. So yes, it's less than ideal to see Freddie Freeman sign with the Dodgers. Yes, the Dodgers did become better. But I do honestly think that both the Do- that at the end of the day, with all the moves that the Dodgers have made so far this offseason, even with Freeman, and the moves that the Braves have made this week, both the Dodgers and the Braves are on a similar level when it comes to them being World Series contenders moving forward. The other thing that I'll say is this, is that I think six years and $162 million for Freddie Freeman is perfectly reasonable. I think it checks all the boxes that Freddie Freeman is worth in terms of being the level that the player that he is and being where he is in his career. And I also think that there's a very good chance Freddie Freeman returns good value on that type of contract. I don't think that, I think it's very unlikely that this type of contract commitment to Freddie Freeman is going to turn into a albatross like the Albert Pujols or Miguel Cabrera or Joey Votto deals have over the past decade. I think that this is a very fair offer for Freddie Freeman, and I also think there's a very good chance he returns good value on this deal. And let's take it one step further. Do I feel that the Braves could have easily afforded making this type of commitment to Freddie Freeman in terms of the financials and the, the term over six years? Absolutely. Do I think that it would have made sense for them to do it for Freeman at his his age? Absolutely. I think the most ideal situation for the Braves would have been re-signing Freddie Freeman and then using their prospect capital to go trade for other pieces to complement Freeman and their young core. I think that, yes, that would have been the most ideal scenario for this offseason. But at the end of the day, the ideal scenario just simply wasn't a reality. For whatever reason, that may be the case, whether the Braves weren't willing to go six years or whether perhaps Freddie Freeman was willing to wait longer than the Braves were in terms of coming to a contract agreement. Whatever reason it was, the ideal scenario just simply was not a reality. So for me, the biggest factor in all of this is that if the the most ideal outcome was not a reality for the Braves, They made the absolutely right decision by quickly moving on to the next best scenario. Which is, if Freddie Freeman wasn't going to be in the long-term plans, the Braves acted quickly on making sure they went out and got the next best difference maker in Matt Olson and made sure he was going to stick around long-term. So at the end of the day, I'm happy that both Freddie Freeman and the Braves have had things work out for them to the best that it could have been in terms of reality. Freddie Freeman got the type of contract he was looking for. It seems like he's going to be in a good place as he returns to where he grew up in Southern California. And for the Braves, yes, even though they don't have Freddie Freeman, they were able to sign, they were able to get the next best thing in terms of a difference maker in Matt Olson. And they actually are probably in a position to where they're actually even going to be a better team on paper in 2022 than they were in 2021. Sure. It stings. It's a bit bittersweet that a long-term agreement could not come together for both Freddie Freeman and the Braves, to where both of to, to where both Freeman and the Braves could have found the best case scenarios for both of them together. That would have been ideal. But if it was not meant to be, then I'm happy to see that both for Freeman and for the Braves, the situation for the future did work out good for both of them. 
And even though Freddie Freeman signed with the Dodgers, I certainly do wish him the best of luck whenever he's not facing the Braves. But of course, it's also fun to see that the Braves were able to pivot to another move that made sense. And with Freddie Freeman now no, no longer in the picture, the Braves still remain as competitive as ever. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see future matchups between Freeman and the Dodgers and then Olsen and the Braves when it comes to both the regular season and the playoffs. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prof G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prof G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So while, of course, the biggest news of the day for the Braves and Major League Baseball in general was Freddie Freeman signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Again, as Alex Anthopoulos mentioned on Monday, he was hoping to have his roster pretty much set by Friday. Of course, there could be another move or two in the near future as the Braves completely round out their roster. The Braves made plenty of moves on Wednesday themselves. Of course, the big move in terms of a move the Braves actually made was bringing back postseason hero Eddie Rosario on a multi-year, two-year $18 million deal. But the Braves did not stop there when it came to adding depth to their outfield as they also went out and signed former San Francisco Giant left-handed hitting outfielder Alex Dickerson on a one-year non-guaranteed $1 million contract. So, of course, what that means in time is that, you know, before the season starts, another decision will need to be made in terms of Dickerson's status when it comes to playing for the Braves this season. But you have to feel, especially with Ronald Acuna Jr. likely being out until May, you have to feel that there is a good chance that Dickerson will be able to stick with the roster, both in terms of being an outfield option, at least for the month of April, and then once Ronald Acuna Jr. does come back, he could be an option for the bench. And a big reason why is because there is at legitimate potential 
in Alex Dickerson's bat. Absolutely. Across social media today, some comparisons were made potentially, you know, to former Brave Matt Joyce as being a bat-first corner outfielder. And while you may not expect much from Alex Dickerson, you're not expecting for Alex Dickerson to, you know, be to the level of a Jorge Soler or, or uh, Eddie Rosario or even a Jock Peterson from last year. Alex Dickerson, over the past few years, has absolutely been an above-average hitter at the Major League level. As a matter of fact, in terms of his time with the San Francisco Giants since 2019, Alex Dickerson has put together a batting line of a 265 average, 334 on base percentage, and 489 slugging percentage, good for an 823 OPS. He also has an ISO number of 224, along with a WOBA of 347 and a WRC plus of 119. This is an above average hitter when it comes to the left side of the plate. For his career, Alex Dickerson has an 810 OPS against right-handed pitchers, but he also is someone who is not necessarily lost against left-handed pitching as he also has a 725 OPS against left-handed pitchers. At the end of the day, the Braves certainly needed to find outfield depth, and not only that, with Ronald Acuna Jr., with Adam Duvall, with Marcelo Zuna already in play, finding left-handed hitting and Guillermo, um, Guillermo Heredia also in play, the Braves adding left-handed outfield options was certainly a priority, and they were able to do that. Obviously, Eddie Rosario is likely going to be a starter over the next few years, but getting depth to the level that Alex Dickerson is, especially with the potential that he brings with his bat, that is a significant development because he certainly is someone that could play a big role in, in filling in a spot for the Braves at least for the month of April, then certainly could be a bench option for Atlanta moving forward. So while there's, it certainly should not be, you know, there certainly shouldn't be a ton of expectations on what Alex Dickerson could provide this year. It does seem to be another astute signing by Alex Anthopoulos in terms of not a lot of commitment financially, but an option that certainly could provide good offensive value for what he's owed and has good offensive potential that certainly could make a difference at least a few times this season. I'm sure Braves fans can recall plenty of instances toward the beginning of last year with Pablo Sandoval and obviously in the postseason with Jock Peterson having a good left-handed hitting option off the bench can certainly be valuable in the right situation especially late in games and while I'm not saying Alex Dickerson delivers that type of performance, he at least does have the potential to do that, and so I do feel it's definitely an astute depth signing by Alex Anthopoulos that at least for the month of April can provide solid depth until Ronald Acuna Jr. is ready to go. Of course, the other name that was signed today by the Braves was right-handed relief pitcher Tyler Thornburg. A similar situation, a non-guaranteed $900,000 deal with the Braves to where if he makes the roster, he'll make $900,000. But of course, another future decision will have to be made for him to be on the Major League roster moving forward. And with Tyler Thornburg, I don't think there is as much of a likelihood or at least a clear path for him to make the roster as a relief option like there is 
for Alex Dickerson to be depth in the outfield. But I do feel that Tyler Thornburg is someone that the Braves do view as being a clear candidate to fill one of the final spots in their rotation. Tyler Thornburg is a pitcher who certainly has had plenty of issues when it comes to injuries. He, he actually has not pitched since September of 2020 due to Tommy John surgery. And as a matter of fact, over the past, or since 2016, he has only thrown, he's thrown under 60 innings in the major leagues, actually right around 50 innings in the major league since 2016 due to injuries. But the one year that he was able to perform to the level of being a reliable reliever was back in 2016. He had a 2.15 ERA, a 90 strikeout to 25 walk ratio over 67 innings. So the potential is certainly there for Tyler Thornburg to be a, I don't know if reliable will be the right word, but to be a respectable bullpen arm. But of course, health has to be there on his side. So this seems to be more of just simply a low risk, potentially not necessarily high rewarding, but this just simply, simply seems to be an option the Braves are looking at. We saw them do it last year when they brought in pitchers like Victor Arano and other pitchers to potentially be a part of the bullpen. Of course, not many of them worked out, but at the very least, the Braves are looking to make moves that they can look through in spring training to fill those final bullpen spots. Obviously, Thornburg is not going to be the, to the level of a, um, a Colin McHugh who definitely is going to make the roster. He's not even going to be to the level of a Kirby Yates, who though Kirby Yates likely won't be available till August, we do know that he likely is going to be someone that's going to have a roster spot once he returns. This is just simply an option for the Braves to bring in relief depth to potentially you know consider Thornburg a candidate for one of the final bullpen pin spots, so it certainly will be interesting to see how he performs in spring training, and if health is on his side, perhaps the stuff will be there for him to be an option the Braves could consider for one of their final bullpen spots. So at the end of the day, while the signings of Alex Dickerson and Tyler Thornburg certainly aren't to the level of a Matt Olson trade or extension and certainly aren't to the level of a Colin McHugh signing or bringing back Eddie Rosario, they still do have the ability to be valuable moves by uh, by Alex Anthopoulos, who truly does value depth. And I do think that in terms of Dickerson in the outfield and Thornburg in the bullpen, he could have potentially made two valuable finds that could provide good value in their expected roles if they were to make the team this season. Again, it's been an absolutely action-packed week for the Atlanta Braves. Now that we know that Freddie Freeman's time with the Braves is officially over, make sure to tune in to the, the Battery Power Podcast Network for all the reactions to Freddie Freeman signing with the Dodgers and obviously all of the Braves activity this week. Also make sure to check out BatteryPower.com as there is going to be plenty of content over the next several days breaking down all the moves the Braves made and obviously honoring Freddie Freeman's time with the Braves over the past 12 years. Make sure you also check out the Battery Power Podcast Network. When it comes to the Matt Olson trade, both Eric Cole and Scott Coleman gave their breakdown on the Battery Power Podcast. When it came to the Colin McHugh signing, as well as the Matt Olson extension, the previous episode of the Daily Hammer, the most recent episode of the Daily Hammer besides this one, Brad Rowland joined myself to break down the Matt Olson extension as well as the Colin McHugh signing. And then obviously the latest Battery Power podcast episode with Eric Cole and Scott Coleman once again went in depth 
uh, analyzing the commitment, the two-year $18 million commitment to Eddie Rosario. And of course, you have this edition of the Daily Hammer discussing Freddie Freeman and of course the signings of Alex Dickerson and Tyler Thornburg. I say that all to say this. This is what we love to provide here at Battery Power. Consistent content and coverage when it comes to all things Atlanta Braves. Want to remind you, of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all part of the Battery Power Podcast Network at BatteryPower.com as well as at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. Make sure you also check out Plenty of coverage that is going to come in the coming days on the Battery Power TV YouTube show on the Battery Power YouTube network with Grant McCauley as well as Corey McCartney. Also want to remind you to check out all the great written content at BatteryPower.com. You can also find all the podcasts and links to Battery Power TV. You can find that at BatteryPower.com. Plenty of written content in coming days, further analyzing the moves, plus also obviously remembering Freddie Freeman's time in Atlanta. And you can find all of this on social media at Battery Power SBN. Make sure you subscribe to the great content on the podcast network as well as the Battery Power YouTube channel and check us out for any other breaking Atlanta Braves news. This is our goal. Our goal is to consistently provide you with the best coverage when it comes to the Atlanta Braves. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you again here soon on The Daily Hammer. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.